Johnny knows best may contain adult language and explicit content. Parental discretion is advised. Host and subject matter may be offensive, extremely petty, or both. Additionally, Johnny knows best is not liable for guest content, censorship, or hurt feelings. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Johnny here. And um, before we get into episode 45 of Johnny Knows Best, this episode is going to be called Whatever It Takes. But before we get into that, I just wanted to um, tell everyone to uh, please, after you get done listening to this episode, there's a couple other episodes you can scroll down and listen to. Um, Mainly was uh, my WrestleMania recap that I did uh, last weekend with my friends Travis Simmons and Julius Williamson. It was actually the longest podcast I ever recorded when we talked about WrestleMania 35. Um, And there also was my NXT takeover I did with Kashibra Smith. It also should be right up under that. Um, go go back and listen to those episodes. They were really good episodes. You will enjoy them if you enjoy wrestling. And if you don't, you don't have to go back and listen to them. But uh, I got a really great episode for y'all today. Um, and I got some news about a, a brand new podcast that may be coming soon. Um, well, actually, it's supposed to drop later on today. So you're going to get a two-for-one special today. But uh, this is going to be episode 45 of Johnny Knows Best. It's called Whatever It Takes. Hit the intro music. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse through the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I'm going to take my through the old town road I'm gone ride till I can't no more I got the horses in the back horse stock is attached head is mad at black got the boots black to match riding on a horse ha, you can whip your Porsche I've been in the valley you ain't been up off that porch now can't nobody tell me Breaky Heart fame from way back in the day. Who would know? Who would have known that Billy Ray Cyrus 
would make such a comeback in 2019, almost uh, 30 years after his uh, heyday was probably in the early 90s. Um, and, you know, this song is getting more play than one of uh, his daughter's uh, Miley Cyrus' song. Right now, it's the number one song in America as of right now. And today it is uh, Sunday, April 14th, 2019, and you're listening to Johnny Knows Best. And this is episode 45, and it's called Whatever It Takes. And uh, we've got a pretty good episode for y'all today. Um, I have a guest, Alexis Stanford, um, a beautiful young lady, uh, very, very beautiful and very, very intelligent, who um, wanted to uh, come on my show and she wanted to talk about a lot of different things and get some things off her chest. And uh, I feel like she did that. And uh, she's going to talk about everything from Nipsey Hussle to black holes to uh, postpartum depression to um, marriage and love and all kinds of stuff. And and she even addressed Cardi B, too. So um, I'm going to have that for y'all in just a few minutes. But before I get into that, there is something I want to talk about. And uh, what I wanted to talk about is that uh, starting tonight, um, sometime tonight, um, I am going to be dropping the very first episode of Johnny Knows Wrestling, which is going to be kind of a spinoff of this podcast, a spinoff of Johnny Knows Best, but it's going to be me and a couple of my friends talking about nothing but wrestling. I decided to uh, launch a second podcast because, um, you know, I, I, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. Pro wrestling is my first love, as uh, some of y'all might know. And uh, I feel like I haven't been talking about it enough on this show. But I know that uh, the majority of the people that listen to Johnny Knows Best do not care about pro wrestling. So it just made sense to launch another podcast um, where uh, it's mainly, you know, we might talk about other stuff too from time to time, but it's mainly going to be about pro wrestling. It's mainly going to focus on the wrestling that I love, which is mainly WWE. And, you know, I, I do, I do watch new Japan and, you know, ring of honor. And I do watch other products too. And I'm, I'm going to definitely check out, all elite wrestling that's uh going to be launching very soon but uh you know like i said i'm gonna go more into depth about that later tonight um i don't know what time tonight i'm gonna drop it i gotta get up with uh my co-host because i'm gonna have a couple of co-hosts on that show uh travis simmons and julius williamson who uh, helped me uh, last weekend when we did the WrestleMania uh, recap. Um, They're going to be my hosts on that show, so look out for that. Johnny Knows Wrestling um, It's going to drop sometime tonight. It's going to be right here where you find Johnny Knows Best, but it's going to be separate from here on out because I just think that'll be easier just to separate the two, and then I don't have to worry about trying to do like a two-minute wrestling segment 
in this uh, you know forty five to fifty five minute show. But yeah, so look out for that. And uh, like I said, um, I have a guest on today's episode, and her name is Alexis Stanford. She's twenty one years old, the most woke. 21-year-old I ever met in my life. She had uh, so many different things to say, so many different opinions, strong opinions. And, uh, you know, her opinions may offend some people, but um, she's bold, she's real, and, uh, you know, that's how I am, so I like people like that. But uh, her opinions are her opinions, and uh, if... Just like my opinions are my opinions. If my opinions offend you, I don't give a fuck. And uh, I doubt Alexis will care if she offends you also. But, uh, you know, you might learn some things. Sometimes, you know, young people can teach us a lot of stuff if we listen to them. But uh, anyway, here's Alexis and uh, me. Of course, I'm on here too. Um, This is my show, first of all. But uh, me and Alexis, we talked for some time, and uh, here it is. What's up? Johnny, are you there? Why can I hear nothing? Wait, now can you hear me? Yeah, my mic was off. That's why you can hear me. Oh, my God. They were right. You do sound white. (laughs) Yeah, I am. I do. Um, So, uh, what's up? You okay? I'm good, dude. I am all right. I've got fucking opinions about a couple things. Okay, well, go ahead. What you got opinions about? First of all, I've been a stay-at-home mom for two years. You know how hard that shit like seriously my husband has always allowed me to have the opportunity to stay at home with my kids and I have done nothing but bust my ass 24 7 for two years straight and it's gotten to the point where I said okay look I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom anymore you know I, Mm -hmm. I it got to the point where I was being dogged by my parents and my grandparents and my friends and society as a whole for not having a job book cooking and cleaning and okay. taking care of the kids and all this other stuff was a must have because I sat on my ass, right? I had to do something, right? Well, I got, I got right, right. Money, so I'd like to have my own money. I want to go out and get a job. I get hit with two jobs. I get great jobs. I work with retired elderly patients in a in a facility. And I also get dinner shifts okay. at a lobster. So tell me this. Why is it that I feel like even with the two jobs that I got, I haven't gotten a single congratulations from my mom or any of my friends or any of the family members that were always so concerned about my education and my my career and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Why was it only important when it wasn't happening? But what, now that I showed them that I could do it, it doesn't matter. Oh, that's normal. Oh, that's what everybody has. Are you sure you're ready to, t- mm-hmm. to, to get away from your babies? What about your babies? They're so little. What? I got a two-year-old and an eight-month-old, okay? Uh-huh. It's not like they're newborns, so, you know? They're like... So what you're saying is these people were giving you a hard time for uh, not working, and now these same people are telling you that you're working too much? Not that I'm working too much, but is that too much for me to handle? 
How are you going to be able to leave the babies? How are you going to maintain the house? I don't. I have a husband. I don't understand why I have to have right. two jobs on top of maintaining the house, taking care of babies, cooking and cleaning. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. Right. And well, you. I mean, these are the women that raised me too. So you know, I I feel like I want to agree with them all the time, and I always want them to be on my right side, but. Uh-huh. But lately, I'm just, I don't know, I kind of want to break that cycle. Yeah, they have a really old-fashioned way of looking at things. Uh, you know, it's not all, It's not only the woman's job to keep the household uh, clean. And, you know, you're married, so it's a partnership. It's fucking, it's, it's 50-50, okay? It's, it's, this is teamwork yeah. right here. That's, that's the only thing that works out. So does your husband help around the house, or he doesn't? He's a man. He helps as much as he wants to. Right. (laughs) But he does. He does do a good job. I mean, he's not. He's by no means like dirty, you know, which is a good thing. Right. Which is a good thing. But he's well. He's he's twenty three, and I'm twenty one. So we're not Mm -hmm. like perfect yet. Right. But. We're pretty good, and we maintain the house how it should be. There's never roaches or anything nasty like that, but I'm getting off point. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Your point is that you you want your family members and the women in your family to acknowledge all the stuff that you do, not only around the house and all the taking care of your family, but to acknowledge that you've been, you know, you've gotten to jobs or two careers and you're you're you've been handling all of it and you want them to give you appreciation absolutely absolutely it's not just that it's not it's not just that but just not as family but just as women i see so much like this uh combative shit with women you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah women hate other women oh my god i've heard uh from talking to old girlfriends that I used to know, you know, I hit them up and I'm like, Hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, I haven't hung out with another female in like six months because I just don't like women. How are you a woman that don't like, I don't like females. They cause problems. If you don't love women, you don't mm-hmm. love yourself. You have to love everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give that love out to get it, to get it back. And the only reason that these that these girls don't want to hang out with other women is because they weren't taught right. They were taught to be focused on men. They were taught to be focused on mm-hmm. what men want to do or what men want them to do. And and, and yeah. the importance of like my fellow sister, you know, we should have a back and forth to see who gets better grades. Let's let's work together to 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 study and to get you know our education or a career you don't even an education really isn't even that important like i'm gonna i'm gonna break the internet saying that but it's not sorry it's, it's really not yeah well at least well american education yeah well you know women they don't uh they don't work together a lot of females are in competition with you know other females which, you know, it shouldn't be a competition. Mm-mm. No, it shouldn't. But it is. And I feel like even these women in my family members, these women that are my family, like, even though they're my family, even though that's my mom, 
even though that's my grandma, even though that's mm-hmm. my aunt, even though that's my cousin, I still feel like they feel the need to compete. They need the, they feel the need to say something. Oh, this is, you're doing okay, I guess, but this is what you should do. This is what I mm-hmm. would do. This is what you need to do. This, that's all I ever hear. But I, I never yeah. want to hear a, you're doing great, continue on. Don't stop. I believe in you. I never hear that from other women, even as family members, you know? Um, and it's just, it's getting sick. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of all these. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you feel like they're judging you? No. I mean, maybe. I don't, I'm, I guess you got to know me to like, know that I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm not people judging me. But I right. definitely care about having people on my back. I want, I don't care if somebody doesn't like me, but I care if somebody does. Does that make sense? Like, I mean, I, I want to have somebody on my team. Small circles aren't good. I don't know who said that. Small circles aren't good. It's good to extend your reach past that, past the people that are your, that you're just comfortable with. You're supposed to love the people like, oh my God, I'm going to start preaching. It's like in the Bible. Go ahead and like, in, like in the Bible where they say, love your neighbor. It's not just your neighbor. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about just your neighbor in the house, you know, right next door. He's talking about your neighbor country, your neighboring country, your neighboring, your, your neighboring city. You love everybody, everybody next to you. Anybody that stands next mm-hmm. to you, you're supposed to love. That's the point. The neighbor was just an analogy. And a lot of people don't get right. that, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, if nothing else, you want the people in your your immediate family. You want them to support you and be on your side. Um, yeah. And I want to hear that. Sorry. I want to hear that. You know, this is what you're doing. This is what you're doing wrong, but you're doing a great job at what you're doing here. I'm not hearing that extra. That it's okay. This is what you're messing up. It's just that. If if they took five seconds to say. You know, you should do this, this, and this, but you're doing great anyway, and I love you, and I support you in everything that you do. Oh, my God. That's a great phone call for me. And then I I adjust myself how I believe I should be, you know? Uh-huh. And I, I take their opinion as that, as an opinion, instead of facts getting shoved down my throat or, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. facts getting shoved down my throat. So what you're saying is all you get is negative reinforcement. You're not getting any positive reinforcement. If anybody is in the situation where you're talking to somebody, and this is a big thing. This is something that is happening all over the place that stay-at-home moms are just getting out of that where they're going back into the work world and and the getting out and about like that. If you know a mom, single, married, whatever, that's been a stay-at-home mom for, oh, my God, I've been a stay-at-home mom for two years. Imagine that. I haven't had a car to myself in two years. I haven't had a job. Uh I've only been doing laundry and dishes for the last two years. Right. I I am mind-blown at that because that time flew by so quickly because, of course, I got to sit there and I got to enjoy the the time with my children. But now that they're older, now that they're a little bit more uh, independent, I'm not mm-hmm. having any more kids. If right. You stuck, if you know a woman like that, that has had kids and has done all this work and is about to get her freaking big boy panties on and go go crush right. that shit, pat her on the back, dude. Somebody, you don't even have yeah. to do all that. Just, you're doing great. You're looking great. 
You look, you look happy. Where'd you get your job at? Oh, that's awesome. I hope you get good pay there. Right. Say that shit. Say it because it yeah. matters to them because you, they don't know you, but that makes them feel good because you noticed. And I, I can't express, I can't express how you know sad I am by all these women. I live on a military installation. With a lot of active, okay. active duty military wives, a lot of them are stay-at-home moms. A lot of them are in my situation or are going to be stay-at-home moms for the next two years or have been stay-at-home moms for 10 years. You know, like these kind of women and postpartum depression is rampant. Uh, do you suffer from that? I did. I did. I still get... Through I, that. I have an eight-month-old. I, I went through that before I even gave birth to him because I was still going through it from my last one. Right. And wow. So you have a rough two years. A rough two years, yeah. A rough one. You know? So postpartum depression is no joke. It will not just upset your wife. It will take her life. It will take her ch- the children's lives. And in extreme cases, in, in, you get your children taken away. And then you lose the person you love. that's something that I really wanted to talk about with you is that postpartum depression is real and I I had a woman like best friend not gonna say no names (laughs) she's pregnant and she's got two boys just like I do but she's pregnant with her third boy she came into my house one morning at 1am crying because her husband didn't say anything to his mom talking bad about her being pregnant for the third time uh huh he didn't say anything to block her from any negativity or any of that. And they just found out they were having their third baby. Uh-huh. And they were just calling mom. Mom's on the other side of the fucking world somewhere. Okay. He takes care of her. He pays. He right. pays everything full time. I know this guy. I love this guy. He's great. He's not only a good dad, but he's a good husband too. And she's a great wife and a great mom and one of my best friends. And for her to have to come to me crying because her husband just couldn't choose between mommy's titty or his wife is ridiculous she carried and birthed two children and has another one inside of her for him and he couldn't say mommy better watch him out you he could have been respectful about it of course but he could have set boundaries with his mother um a lot of people don't understand that what boundaries are Y'all got social media yeah. and Instagram. Y'all have been everybody's business. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, you're right about that. With social media, you know, uh, everybody's connected. And uh, people think they know everything. But a lot of times they're only getting one side of everything. And they think they're all in your business, you mm-hmm. know. But let me, let me. You're right. Let me tell you something. They don't know anything. Okay. I've, I've seen I've seen the cutest couples on Facebook. They're just adorable. They get the Easter pictures and the and the fucking St. Patrick's pictures and the Valentine's pictures and they do postcards type shit and their house is always spotless. But guess what? The the wife's a pillhead. Uh the dad's been doing steroids and the kids are fucked up. Fucked up. I mean, like, holy shit, fucked up. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the reality of the situation. The grass is always, the grass might be greener on the other side, but it's probably spray paint. <laughs> you want to be honest about it? Right. Like, 
nobody knows. Nobody knows. And that's why it's so important that when you see somebody that you know is a fresh mom or even a mom of a teenager, just give some love. If you're in a good mood that day and you see somebody struggling with their toddler or whatever, just don't make no damn faces. Don't look. Don't try to take a picture. Walk your ass on mind business. You know? <laughs> like, just, just be that person that doesn't make the situation worse on somebody like that. Yeah, don't judge someone because you never know, you know, what they're going through. And uh, to walk a mile and someone she is to know what they're, you know, what they're dealing with, especially a mother, a young mother. Mm. People come to me as a mother all the time. And the reason that they do that, even though I am a damn good mom to my two boys, was because I gave birth to a little girl in 2015. And I lost custody of of her because of decisions that I made. And when Mm -hmm. I was ready to take her back, she wasn't ready for me. She was two years old already. I had battled DCF for for a year and a half at that time. It was destroying my life. Lost two jobs because of DCF. Like, and they're supposed to help me maintain the job. Like, I I gave her to my mom because my mom fell in love with her. She fell in love with my family. That, that's where she belonged. So I let her stay there. I made the, the decision that, listen, I'm the oldest of seven kids, okay? <laughs> so my daughter is being raised with all my siblings. Those are all her sisters and brothers now. My mama is her mama. The house that she lives in, that's her home. She's so happy. Uh-huh. And if I took her away from that to Georgia, to, to two states up, away from my grandparents and my mom and my sisters and her daycare and her babysitter who loves her, what kind of mom would I be? Just just to prove a point that I could. Right. So, no. So, so I don't you- have custody of her. No. And a lot of people look down on me because I don't have custody of my daughter, of my oldest, and I had two babies after that. I got right. married before I had Jackson and Dallas. I got, I am, I got, uh-huh. I fell in love. We together, okay, Brooklyn is, is not going to be a part of our family for now. She'll always be a part of our family, of course, but she'll be it in a different way. And we, mm-hmm. we came to terms with that. It took a lot of grieving for me. Because I felt like I had lost a daughter. So when somebody says something, it was almost like it was almost like a miscarriage type of grieving period for me. Like I had lost a baby completely. Because it that uh-huh. hurts even worse. When she's two streets down, you can't do anything about it. And, mm-hmm. and we decided we're gonna have boys. We're gonna have a baby. Because we are a team now and we're gonna do this the right way. And we're gonna be a family. Right. And he has done nothing but from day one go up. He has done nothing but from the dirt has built us a, a house and, a, and two cars and a stable income. Wow. That's great. So. He seems like a wonderful guy. He is a wonderful guy. But. You love him. You're, you know. I love the, he is a dickhead, let me tell you. <laughs> but, you but he's your husband, but, though. And you love him. And, you know. Absolutely. He takes care, and most importantly, he's a great father to your kids. So. And a lot of people don't understand this. I know I'm 21, and I know I've been married for three years now. 
like and people think that that's fucking insane and it kind of is but I or I learned from a really early age what marriage is and it's love and love is lots of voluntary effort <laughs> literally love is not easy <laughs> love is love is something okay when you're in love well I fell in love with him when I fell it was quick I knew I knew he was the one I literally moved in with him like three days after meeting like in person I'm not even kidding and everybody thought we were fucking crazy and then we got married like six months later and everybody thought we were fucking crazy and then we had kids and everybody thought we were crazy and then he joined the army oh and now he's like king shit right (laughs) no he's always been the best man I've ever met but now he's just got proof (laughs) the only reason our marriage works and I'll tell you this is because we work because I put in effort because I put in I wasn't a person that initiated conversation before he wasn't either I decided that if I wanted to have better conversations with him, I changed who I was and I became a person that initiated conversation. He wasn't an affectionate person. I am. He became a person that was affectionate because he wanted to keep me in his life. You met each other in the middle. You met each other in the middle. And no, marriage is not 50-50 on a day-to-day basis. It never is. When you're you're saying, oh, well, yesterday, no, today. If my husband slacks, it's 25-75. I pick that shit up. If, if he if he feels like he's not having a good day, I wake up and I'm like, all right, Jacob's not on his shit. I got to get on it. If I'm not on mine, if I'm not on the ball, Jacob picks up my slack. And it's never 50-50. Everybody has good days. Everybody has bad days. And some, and some days on those good, good days, you know, where you got everything planned out and it's all on a time schedule and you meet all those time schedules and you got time left over at the end of the day to spend together as a family and it's all great and Tons of compromise, lots of co- communication, and everything got done that we needed to get done. Errands were checked off the, the to-do list for the day, and everything's great. Those those little 50-50 days, you're still going to pick up something. You're still going to go do something. You're still going to put that effort in. You're still going to put that work in. Nobody wants to do that. Why would you want to, right, when you've got Tinder? <laughs> when you can swipe a couple more times and try again. Somebody told me the other day that the relationship didn't work out because they couldn't have deep conversations. I said, okay, so what do you mean? What is that? I don't understand. Why don't, why didn't you just get into a topic that you were interested in, start it up and then roll with it? Why was that? Because he didn't seem interested. Okay. Well then try a topic he's interested in. Uh, That just seems like a lot of really, really, seems like a lot of work it's just a conversation if you don't know how to speak how do you expect someone to love you (laughs) if you don't know how who you are as a person how are you going to expect somebody to love you you have no hobbies i mean yeah you go to work and you function and you pay your rent and that's cool but who are you what what shows do you like to watch are you interested in art do you listen to music do you have hobbies no all you do is post pictures for the gram and drink all the weekends oh <laughs> okay <laughs> well your instagram looks really cool but in person you don't your your intelligence drops 48 fucking iq points and and you've got nothing what do you do then wow 
you're you're uh you're saying a mouthful. <gasps> I've got opinions. <sighs> oh my god. Well, uh, this is a place for you to um unload your opinions. What you said you wanted to um talk about the Nipsey Hustle thing? Let me tell you something. This thing with Nipsey Hustle, okay, is a tragedy. It's a tragedy. But there is something more behind it. Period. This I and I might <laughs> might sound a little crazy. I do believe that the government has something to do with it. Oh, I do too. I absolutely do. And I don't think that it was a local governmental thing either. I think that it was high. I think it was a high, high, high thing. I think it came from someone higher than Trump, which isn't isn't saying much because Trump is just a, a puppet. Um, I think that that was something that was coordinated. He was he was due for so many things. I mean he he had his he had his metaphorical finger in so many pies. It was ridiculous. Somebody that was loved. And was, I hate to say it, he was almost a, a revolutionary in, in some of the ideals and the, and the things that he did. Um, as far as, what was that Netflix documentary he was going to do with uh, Sabi? I can't even remember. Uh, he was doing a documentary on uh, Dr. Sabi about, uh, you know, the, the he had basically found um, certain herbs to cure cancer oh, and AIDS. Yep. And, and Big Pharma didn't want to buy it because they would lose money if they weren't, if they cured it and, and stuff like that. I have heard that. That is one of the biggest conspiracies that I have stuck in my head for the longest time. And I believe it. Yeah, that's been going on for years, that uh, whole conspiracy. Uh, they said that uh, Left Eye from TLC, she was the first one that was trying to like bring attention to it. They say that they killed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Nipsey is a very uh, similar case where they got rid of him because he was trying to bring attention to mm-hmm. it. And it's it's not just Nipsey. It's not just Left Eye. It's, it is a lot of people. And it's mainly artists. It is They are people with voices that are loud and can be heard. That's why they're happening. This man, okay, listen to this. The man that shot Nipsey Hussle ratted on his homies not even a couple days before and had just gotten released. This man snitched on people that were family to him to stay out of jail and then goes and commits a high-profile murder knowing it would put him back in jail. That doesn't sound right. He got caught up. He got put in prison. And some black suits walked in, sat down, and said, this is what you're going to do, and you're going to have a long, happy life out of where the fuck you're going, you know? And they basically made him their fall guy. He went and his entire family almost got killed, almost his entire family. I'm pretty sure some of them were murdered. Yeah, um, they said that uh, I guess the, the guy's brother killed himself, but you know, they can kill you and make it seem like you killed yourself. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it's fine. It's fine because what y'all don't understand is that it's it's coming. Something is coming. This is not 
every empire falls, every single one. Mm-hmm. Because at the so you're saying that the whole conspiracy is going to get blown open one day, no matter what. Oh, everything. They can't stop. Everything is going to get blown wide open one day. What is it? It's the it's it's the laws of gravity. Even what goes up must come down. Mm-hmm. Even even the stars in the sky have a timer on them. That's right. what people don't understand. They're so wrapped up in right now, right now, right now. Y'all don't understand. Like the only thing that matters is peace. Peace mm-hmm. and happiness. That's the only thing that you can do. And so You said you, said you wanted to uh you just made me think of something. You said you wanted to talk about the black hole. Oh, that black hole. Let me let me discuss. Uh, let's start fucking poking our fingers out in the sky and something's going to bite it. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I think that they're getting so excited about this black hole. Some little asshole is going to sit up in his million dollar mansion and think, how can I spend all my money to fuck this world up? And he's going to get mm-hmm. a little crew of scientists that are going to be like, let's recreate a black hole. Because guess what? That's what humans like to do. It's a monkey right. see, monkey do primal reaction in our brains somewhere where we want to go and touch it and put it in our mouths, just like a fucking toddler. Mm. Yeah. And it's going to go haywire. It's going to cause some form of new weapon, I'm sure. Yeah, well, you know they already have that uh, particle collider or whatever that they've been testing. Um, uh, absolutely. One then, because we've already gone like 30 minutes already. I don't know if you know that. I just saw that, actually. We've done, we've done 30 minutes. I try to keep them between like 45 minutes to an hour because after like an hour, people start to tune no, out. It's, it's an attention span thing. I get it. Yeah. Why don't you just call me and we can do a podcast. We can discuss uh, like what we're going to talk about and how we're going to talk about it so that it's a little bit easier laid out. You know what I'm talking about? You should, because look, I think I've gotten enough. I can make an episode out of this, out of what we just talked about. Oh, well, fuck yeah, let's do that. Okay, and then we can do another one later on. Oh, yeah. I got opinions out of the ass, bitch. All right, well, I'll do that, and I'll hit you up uh, later in the week, and then we'll we'll come up with uh, some things to talk about. All right, But everything that you just talked about was really interesting. About the postpartum depression and about relationships, and you, you talked about the Nipsey thing, and you talked about the black hole a little bit. One thing I, I do want to ask you about, and then I'm gonna let you go, mm-hmm. is uh the whole Cardi B situation. Oh, we never tell me what you think about that, and I'm gonna uh, let you go. <laughs> Cardi B was wrong for what she did, but. Mm-hmm. She never and explain what she did. People that don't know, they're not okay. in the um, know about Cardi what Cardi B was interviewed. And when she was interviewed, she said that she gave some guys uh, Xanax or some form of drug or whatever. And when they were passed out, she robbed them, right? She took their money. People are trying to compare that to the, the Bill Cosby rapes. Now, honestly, in my heart, I love Bill Cosby. I really do, because he was such a, just an influence on me and my life, and then all this stuff came out, and it gives me mixed emotions about him. But we're going to, I think we're going to continue under the assumption that he did do them, okay? I think he did. Okay, I bet. <laughs> um, but 
under the assumption that he did, right? Um, that's rape. Yeah, that's a rape, rape. That's rape, rape. That's not. That's not th- taking somebody's whatever they got left after they hit the club paycheck. That oh damn, I'm gonna have to go fucking figure out how I'm gonna pay my rent. Like, okay, first of all, if you were in a shisty, shady, shitty situation where you took drugs from a stripper looking like Cardi B's ass used to look. And you're in a hotel room where you're about to pass out on drugs. You're probably not the best mm-hmm. person. Do you deserve to be robbed? No. Was what she did right? Mm-hmm. No. But we all got to eat and she didn't rape him. She didn't. Mm-hmm. Was she Was she wrong? Yes. Yes, she was wrong. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's wrong. You don't take things that aren't yours, okay? All of our mamas taught us that one. Don't take. Uh-huh. But guess what? She took something that could be replaced. She took something that could be right. that could be mended. You know, if they got fucked out of rent, I don't know what to tell them. I mean, you know, life is life. You know, I get it. But to compare it to something as like brutal as rape is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then, and uh, you know, I have this debate with a lot of people on Facebook. And like I said, you know, it's not like she doesn't feel bad about what she did in the past. But like she said, you know, that was just, that's what she did at the time, you know, so she could eat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like, this isn't like a video of Cardi sitting in a car, listening to music, smoking a blunt, laughing about something she did in the past. This is something she said, look, this is what I was, this is the low point that I hit. And y'all are going to dog her on mm-hmm. that? I could say for days the stuff that I used to do when I was younger and crazy and on stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's but not you're me. not that person. That's not that point. Right. Cardi B had a whole baby. An entire baby. She was married. She got her life together. Mm-hmm. She is a face for women everywhere. And not only that, she says... Yeah, I love, I love that I woman. I love that woman. Because not only is she sex positive, She's mm-hmm. biracial. She mm-hmm. is a feminist in all the right ways. Not only that, she's smart enough to be politically correct in, in most of the shit that she says. I mean, yeah, she's dumb as hell sometimes, but if you if you listen to the things that Cardi B says, she's not stupid. She's really intelligent. She's, yeah, she is. She really is an intelligent woman. If you listen to mm-hmm. things that she talks about Trump or when she talks about... Um, Who's that white girl? Tommy. Tommy Lauren. When she talks about Tommy Lauren. I don't care for her either. I don't like Tommy Lauren. Um, So when she talks about people like that, you've got to listen to her because she's not just reading these dumbass posts on Facebook like everybody else in the world does. She's she mm-hmm. is in tune. And that, that girl's going to sweep up like a lot of the trash. I swear to God. But yeah. Cardi B is not that girl anymore. Just like, oh my God. Uh, Y'all hate Cardi B, but y'all motherfuckers love, uh, who is that? Oh my god, from Two and a Half Men. Like, he used to be a huge cokehead. From where? Two and a Half Men. Oh, talking about Charlie Sheen? How y'all gonna love the fuck out of Charlie Sheen? Y'all love the fuck out of Charlie Sheen, but y'all hate Cardi B. Charlie Sheen, he got AIDS and everything. And was sleeping with women when he knew he had AIDS, and we wouldn't tell him. And he was married with AIDS, and didn't tell his yeah. wife. Yeah, that's that's in a way that's worse than rape because you're you know you're. Oh yeah. You're 
exposing someone to something that could kill them. So that's pretty serious. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So there are lots of double standards out there. But at the end of the day, don't ever let somebody like sit there and tell you Cardi B's is not. Okay. Young Thugs fucked all the way up. I don't know if y'all y'all been on his Twitter lately, but he's he's just wild. Kodak Black is stupid and weird. Okay. And that that one nigga with the rainbow hair. You know what I'm talking about? Uh six nine. Right. That little He's the one that likes to touch little girls and take Xanax and act like a fucking idiot. Yeah, I think he's gonna go uh, in the witness protection now because he's probably gonna, um, you know, snitch and tell all this. Oh, Oh, real quick, y'all love him. I I hear Takashi Six Nine being played everywhere. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, people love him. And y'all are talking about taking stuff away from Cardi because of what? Because she talked about something that she went through. Let me tell you something. Cardi B started from the very bottom. She was in an abusive relationship. I've been in an abusive relationship. This is why I love her so much. She used stripping as a way out. With when when she was getting down for working at a strip club, she would stack her fucking bands up, and she took that money to move out of her her boyfriend's house who was abusive to get her somewhere else to go to start her mixtape to get out there. She produced and sold and like. Like public, like her was her own publicist, publicist for the longest time. She got famous because we loved her so much on Instagram, and that's it. She was big on YouTube. Mm-hmm. If you if you were her fan, then with like I was, like I found her on Instagram. Like I found her before she got signed when she just came out with Bloody Bars. When she came out with that uh, something about Dusty Ass Weave or something like that, like. When she came out with her little mixtapes, I was I was watching her through that, and I've seen from her being a stripper. I watched that because over the last couple of years, I I loved her and like bitches on Instagram like that. <laughs> I, I just think they're funny. I've seen uh-huh. where she came from, and she's so honest and so still the same person. That I, I yeah, that's why I love her. And upfront about who she is and what she did in the past. She's not a fake bitch, you know. No. And, and and all these people, yeah. all these people are saying about oh she she this and that because she took some money. Like y'all never stole a twenty dollar bill out of your mama's purse. Everybody has done things um in the past. Y'all never spent a little bit too much of your husband's money. Y'all never. Yeah. You never. I don't know. Ran a stop sign. Just look <laughs> to make sure no cops were running. Nobody is perfect. Y'all broke some. I break laws every day. I'm sharp. <laughs> Yeah. So don't don't sit there and say that she's less than because she was just trying to feed herself and get out of a fucked up situation where she was getting her ass beat by a man. So she thought, okay, well, I'm a fucking man over. I get that thought process. Do I agree with it? Absolutely not. But I get being desperate. I get being hungry. Trust me, I've been hungry before. It ain't fun. I have too. Um, I think a lot of people that have been in the bot, you know, at the bottom, or had to do something shady to survive. I think a lot of us we understand where Carter is coming mm-hmm. from. Other people that have never had to like do things like that to survive. People that haven't had to struggle, they won't understand where she's coming from. No, if they, if they had everything, yeah. if they never owned, oh, let me tell you about hungry, hungry. Like food stamp card is probably in the negative, and that's impossible. And 
and nobody wants to borrow, like, lend you $5, and you don't have a car. Trust me. I get it. Me and my husband used to walk to the same job together. Together. Hmm. We worked at Firehouse Up. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Firehouse Up. I was a cashier, and he made sandwiches. We worked together, walked home together, got home together. We're in each other's ass 24-7, and we got up from that. Cardi B got up from that. You can't hate her for that. You can't hate her for that at all. And if you do, no, you should never hate somebody for uh, improving themselves. Is that the whole point? Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. That's the whole point. And y'all mad about Fine. that? <laughs> all right, Jonathan. I appreciate having a conversation with you. Continue. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. And I'm going to put this together. I'm going to make a podcast out of this. That sounds great. That sounds great. Definitely definitely tag me in it. But we'll do some more. Thank you, Alexis. I appreciate it. Of course. Bye-bye. All right. Later. Okay, everyone. That's our episode. Uh, Thank you for everyone for listening to this episode of Johnny Knows Best. Please go on Anchor and favorite my podcast and uh, share this wherever you may hear it, whether it be on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you hear this podcast, please share, share, share. I greatly appreciate it because it gets more ears on the show. And uh, yeah, like I said, go back on, uh, once you click on the, off of this, go back and listen to the last two episodes that I did last week the wrestlemania recap and the nxt takeover recap and uh look out for johnny knows wrestling that should drop sometime later tonight thank y'all i'll holler